Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Kuopolo got a high tackle. Back to Hodge. That's a goal, I think. It is. Hodge has done it from nowhere. And better done it. The first team in the 18-team competition to go back to back. To back. They're three pieces. Collingwood by a point. Lockyer brings it in. Ryder sandwich between two pies. Back of the Packers window it. Quick handball to Hocking. Back to Lovett Murray. He goes short. It's a mark. To Zaharakis. Zaharakis has kicked the goal. The Bombers are in front of the G. You are now listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to a little bit of a different Molten Fantasy Sport Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Kennedy, the Super Coach Hawk, sitting here with the big horse, my mate, Mickey Dell. How are you, Dell? I'm Robbie. Ah, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I am the big horse. But, Robbie, tonight, lights out. There's a power outage up at Brisbane. First the cricket, now the footy. What's going on? Mate, what's going to happen to the com games when we've got uh, <laughs> we've got them running down at the hundred meter sprint and then bang at fifty meters? What you're going to go off for sixty minutes and and bring them back on, or do we call it a draw because they're past the fifty meter line? I'll, I'll tell you, you what, what you, wouldn't, you wouldn't want it's to absolute nonsense in Queensland. I know what's Queensland that? don't really love the footy, but I tell you what, you don't need to turn the lights off on the bloody game. You're up by forty points, lines. Get around them. Yeah. Uh, they're yeah. back out there now. They're back out there now. But we thought we'd better jump online. Hopefully, some people jump on and have a chat to us. We thought mm-hmm. we'd do something different. If not, they can. Uh, you can put your comments if you are watching online. Uh, put the game on in the background. Let's be honest. This game is over. Um, I'm very intrigued to see what Supercoach do. I've been told that they're. Uh, I've been told that they're doing a bit of a scale up already. I think Max Gorn has one point. So everybody that's put him as captain, congratulations. You now have two points. What percentage? It was was about 3.1, did you say, mate? 3.1% of people had gone as captain. Yeah. And 13% have him in their team. So, yes. very interesting. So, it's unfortunate. Hopefully, no one out there. Look, I, I feel, look, I've had some shocking decisions already. I feel for anybody that had a, a Tom Stewart or a Max Gorn, you could see why you'd have them in your team. Mm. Uh, it's disappointing. This is the brutal game that is fantasy football. But, um yeah, look, the game was a little bit disappointing. I see it as a, I still see it as a 2023 grand final possible showdown. Um, let's not forget Melbourne still have Stephen May and Max Gorn did go out early in the match as well to come back into that side and Cozzy Pickett obviously to come back in as well. So I reckon <laughs> Melbourne still bounce back from this. You're allowed to have one week yeah. off. But uh, to those four people that brought Dane Zorko in this week, well done. 143 well done. he's sitting on at the moment. Congratulations. And he's even been yeah. subbed off. So uh it's a big effort from him. Yeah. Yeah, with Melbourne, Robbie, they are, as you just said, gone, gone in the first couple of minutes. Stephen May pinged a calf early on in the warm-ups and couldn't actually take his position on the ground. First games for the year for four players, was it Viney, Fritch, and a yep. couple of others. Um, they were already starting from a little way back, given that they hadn't had the um, match preparation or the conditioning that other people had. And, like you listen to the newspapers and the and the radios and the articles about Brisbane and how um, Chris Fagan was just off the deep end this week with how frustrated he was with his group and that disgusting showing round one. So it was it was always on the cards for Brisbane to bounce back in a big way. 
Absolutely. For anyone listening to us live, welcome. Make sure you click subscribe, get your uh, get all those episodes and links and notifications every time that we go on board and go online. We're going to be bringing you content throughout the AFL season on a regular standpoint. Make sure you drop in some comments. No question is off limits. Ask anything you want and everything you want. Um, but I'm going to give a shout out. Can't quite see it in my camera at the moment. The Standard Squeeze, our sponsors, my gift pack has come. And Mick, I know you've got one as well. This is awesome. This is a phenomenal product. And I'm not saying that just because they've got behind us and sponsored us. So to anyone that's watching along, you put your spirits in here, right? This is the smallest of the bottles. I've got four bottles. There's four different sizes. This is the smallest of the bottles. It packs a whole heap in there. So basically all you do is pour your spirits in here, you squeeze the chamber, and it shoots the spirit into here, and that's a perfect 30 mils, and it tells you what it is. So that's the one shot. I've got their cup here as well, the four-in-one. I, I tell you what, if this wasn't anything to get excited about, this is. This is phenomenal. So this is hot and cold and a cup for your spirits at the same time as a stubby holder, which I think you're using it as, aren't you? I'm using it as a stubby holder, and you can take the top off, as I have, and uh, you place it at the bottom so you're not uh, making a mess on the tables. Hold your cans well. So, yeah, I, I had a coffee yeah, in this this morning and now it's holding my stubby. Look at that. Just a couple of squeezes up to the 30 mils. I'm rocking the doubles. It's a Friday night and my son was a bit of a menace coming home from daycare today. It was the first day in the toddler room for the whole day, so he was a little bit tired. So he wasn't in the best of moods. But there's my double pour. So to the blokes at Standard Squeeze, thanks for one, getting behind us. We really appreciate it. It makes us uh, feel really great. But to anyone listening at home, Go and check this product out. They mm-hmm. sell the different size bottles of the, the standard squeeze, which is all about giving you the perfect pour. It is. Sell the cup and the four-in-one cup online as well. And if you mm. go and drop Molten15 into the code, yeah, I'm I'm not just a straight whiskey boy. I'm going to put some Coke in here as well. If you drop Molten15, you'll get 15% off these products. Honestly, I can't recommend it enough. Uh, so mm. go and check them out. So thanks to the lads at, at Standard Squeeze. Um and to everybody, go and support those who support us. So, yeah, yeah big shout out. Mm. And this is why no questions are off limit. I might have had a couple of these before the podcast started, but uh, I'm excited. Um, where do you want to start? Should we should we tap into what's happened? I heard you had a bit of a dilemma, but I reckon a lot of people would have had Doherty as their VC. Yeah, so, I did. so, walk us through it, and then where are you going to go next? Yeah, so I uh, tried to do a couple of trades Throughout the week, as everyone did, you know, you do your trades, you reverse them, you see how it looks, you see what sort of money you got to play with. And just before last night's game, I reckon it was about half past six, I reversed my trades, which means your team goes back to how it was um, earlier in the week. And, um, yeah, it just so happens that the VC ended up on Doherty, which I didn't want and didn't realise that till after the game. So uh, I've had to cop the 70-odd the from Doherty. And what do you get? 73, sorry. So, obviously, I'm not going to stick with that. But as we get into this episode, we've done some research throughout the day today, uh, a couple of stats on uh, players and their history against certain teams and some definite captain options for your next couple of days. What's what's your rule on VC? Like, what's your your acceptable score? So, for example, I'm having a look now, and I'm, I'm, I'm assuming a few people have gone Clayton Oliver tonight. Now... Currently looking on the game day live, he's at 120. Now, I'm not sure if that's still on the scaled up and that might change once this game looks like it's about to get on and finish the last 12 minutes. But yeah. what's your rule on on keeping a VC score? Uh, mine's always been 125. So 125, okay. 125, yeah. yeah. So we've all got premiums in our team for a reason and those premiums I expect to score upwards of 125 for them to – you know, live up to their premium status. So if you're scoring 125 or more, then cool. But, yeah, there's there's a couple of games this weekend where, like, I'm looking at players that are going to go 140, 150 plus for sure. Yeah, I've, I've always been a 120 man myself, and I hate when they score. Well, I don't hate, but I, it, it makes me antsy when they score the 115 to 120 because then you're like, mm-hmm. then you're starting to question yourself. It's kind of like blackjack. You sort yeah. of get that. Do I do I do I hold them or do I uh, do I hit? What's your number? Yeah, and then yeah, you get that one number. Like, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. But all right, one twenty-five. I'm okay with that. So 
I haven't picked my VC yet, so I'm I don't have anyone. I had Dunkley in this game. It was a it was a possibility for me. I've got Angus Brayshaw. Let's not talk about it. The guy was sitting on. 29, I think, about a minute, about three minutes ago in the first quarter. Somehow he ended up that first quarter on 20, and then he ended up at 31 at halftime. He's only sitting on uh, 77 at the moment. So, look, I hope he gets a few more touches and at least gets me to a 90 or something. It would be nice to finish this game off. But yeah. um, I'm looking at Laird. I've kept Laird. Laird, I'm looking at Laird to be my yeah. VC um, tomorrow. Uh, I'm looking at Laird to be my VC. The beauty of the old uh, Madden loophole is mm. I could possibly change to a, a Canelio or a Tom Green. If I bring them in for, for Kelly, I have to trade Kelly out unless one someone on my bench goes ballistic. But what are the what other VC or captain options have you kind of looked at, mate, with your stats? Uh, so for me, because I've already blown my vice captaincy on Doherty, I'm going to go the big nuts here and I'm going Bontempelli. So the last two games against St Kilda, he scored 159 and 181. Yeah, so wow. he's gone really, really north with scores there. And it's not just Bontembelli for the uh, Western Bulldogs as well. The last two games against West uh, Western Bull, sorry, Western Bulldogs versus St Kilda, uh, Bontempelli 159, 181. Bailey Dale, 118, 152. McRae, 149, 128. And Libba, 145 and 131. So for anyone that have got those players in your side and you haven't burnt a VC option yet, I reckon you're looking good for that game there. So I've got Libba. So I'll ask you the question. Rory Laird against Richmond or Libba against the Saints? Yeah, I'd go Libba. I uh, did a bit of research wow. on Laird as well. Um, Laird in the last couple of games against Richmond has scored 92 and 120. Uh, believe it or not, the big scorer for Adelaide against Richmond previously has been Riley O'Brien. Last couple of mm. games, he's gone 115, 147. Yep. So okay. a couple of good scores there for Riley O'Brien. And for Richmond in that game, there's really no one. Cochin's the most no. consistent. Uh, the last two games, 113, 121 for Trek Cochin. I tell you who I'll be watching the close. Um, firstly, I hate and love when you do that to me because I've been set on lead. Now you're making me think about <laughs> it. But yeah. thank you. And we'll see. I always hit you up with what's going on, what's good. Yeah. I, I did say a thank you for the Setterfield comment that I did send that through. I'm, I, I'm genuine with my my love. Um, I'll be watching closely those first two games, the Collingwood Port. I'll be watching Dacos extremely closely in that match. I'll be watching Horn Francis. I think that's going to be one of my trades. I think I'm definitely going to go Cunnington to Horn Francis. I think it's just a I think it's a must do. I'm very yeah. much a make a trade on a price change week, but I think that's just a must do. Um, yeah. but I'll be watching Dacos very closely in that match. And then in the Crows v. Tigers, I'll be watching Daniel Rioli closely as well. So they're two possible defense options for me, especially if sort of Brayshaw or Dale don't come through this week. I might look to have to make a, a sideways move, and yeah. I'll only ever do that based on the fact that we have so many trades this year. So yeah, I think sometimes right. you gotta I think you gotta make the primo move sometimes. You do. Yeah. And you know what? The Port Adelaide v Collingwood games, the last three games have been very close as well. So there's in those close games, you do get some good scores. But don't yep. be surprised tomorrow. I had a look at the last game that Port Adelaide and Collingwood played against each other. Collingwood won by a kick, I think it was. Yep. Um, Ryan Burton went to Josh Dacos. So that could potentially happen. Oh, he went to Josh Dacos, did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. sorry, Nick, da- Nick Dacos. Nick Dacos. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, and no, got you. Nick Dacos only scored 77. I'm expecting that. And that was actually a little bit of why I held this week, especially. Yeah. I didn't I didn't rush it. You, you pick primos for a reason. You gotta back him in. You gotta you gotta give him another week. Yeah. Um I know a lot of people are talking about uh Sean Darcy being their VC. Goldstein yeah. coming back for North Melbourne. Yeah. Um, have you had a look at that at all? Or what's your yeah, what's your thoughts on that one? Yeah, that's a good shout. VC, if you go on that way, Darcy's last two games against North Melbourne, 120 and 178. So he, he's gone big, yeah. Uh, but he's not the only Fremantle one. Their back line hasn't mm. recently scored well against North Melbourne, believe it or not. Like, they do have a strong back line, but... The, the top three that I picked from Frio were Darcy, um, Sarong and Brayshaw. Sarong, 118 and 117, last two games. Yep. Brayshaw, 112, 134. 
Uh, and as, as an example, Luke Ryan against North Melbourne, the last two games, 87 and 75. Yeah. Sarong's an interesting one, isn't he? I reckon next year, I reckon next year he's one of those people that I'll be heavily looking at as a player that I pick. I, I rate him extremely highly. I think he's just inconsistent at the moment. I feel yeah. like maybe that next year will be that year that he he shows consistency. I mean, it's a big call now in round one, but he he's got the talent. Um, and I think when Br- him and Brayshaw will start to work out themselves together, I actually think he's the one that if he doesn't have a huge year this year, just has an okay year. Um, I reckon he's the one that will find some find some consistency in that role soon. Mate, I'm going to ask you a question. I don't think we've talked yep. about this one too much. We've talked a lot about Horn Francis. A lot of people are looking to bring him in, and a lot of people yep. are looking to bring him in early. Yep. One name that we didn't mention that hasn't been in that side that is back this week, albeit as the sub, Travis Boak. Is now, he back? Travis, is he? He's back as the sub. So okay. Hinkley said today that he's going to be the sub because they're just going to ease him back in, and the new rule allows them to do that. Does that worry you as someone? Because I know you're talking about bringing in Horn Francis. I think you're doing the Cunnington to Horn Francis trade as well, possibly, unless mm-hmm. you've had some had some rethinks. Does no. that give you a fear factor at all? What's your thoughts? No. Bokes towards the back end of his career, and he'll play a lot of high half forward. We've spoken a lot on this podcast before about your high half forward playing as a fifth on baller and helping transition the ball from back to forward. Boke is going to play that role when he gets full game time. I doubt we'll see much of him throughout the middle unless Porter getting smashed. I think they can clearly see that their their future lies with Butters, Rosie, Horn Francis, Drew, all Power Pepper, all these sorts of players. So yeah, for Boke, he's going to be a lot of a uh, high half forward. He could be a good pick in a few weeks' time when they do the uh, mm. DPPs and he could get his forward status and I'll look to bring him in then, but he's always been a good super coach scorer too. So, yeah, he's no, one to keep an eye out for. Big fan of Travis Boke. Yeah. Now, this is an interesting one. Now, for those who haven't used their VC, look, we can go as far as Sunday game. We could go all the way to Sunday game two before you have to make the decision, but we'll go mm. to Sunday game one. Yeah. Callum Mills, the last time he played against Hawthorne, am I right in saying 218? 214, yep. 214, sorry. Um, mm. Finn McGuinness, who does he take? I you've think got he takes Warner, you've got Goulden, you've got Mills. Mm-hmm. Who does he take? I think he takes Errol Goulden. You think yeah. he takes Errol Goulden? I, I think so. Goulden's been that damaging. We saw it in the practice match. We saw it in round one against Gold Coast. He He's elite by foot and kicks the ball a lot. Sydney looked to get the ball through him, going through high half forward. They're going to look to negate that. So I, I believe Finn McGuinness goes to Goulden. I don't think Mills has had an interrupted preseason with his finger injury. He yep. he looked okay, but didn't look like he was setting the world on fire in that first game. So I don't think he's a threat. But then, like, you've got Chad Warner. You've got all these sorts of players coming through that, can, that play good midfield minutes. Luke Parker. Yeah, I, I think it's Goulden. I think he's sticking with Goulden. Yeah, interesting. An interesting move from Sam Mitchell. I think I read correctly that Scrimshaw might actually be the sub tomorrow, uh, Sunday, which is interesting, the way that Scrimshaw plays. So you might be right. They might move Finn McGuinness back to maybe the back line to take a mm-hmm. Goulden if he's on the half forward or whoever sort of drops back there because I think they do need to get their midfield right, and I don't think the tagging role right in the midfield worked for them. So maybe they're going to free up some midfielders to go and do a bit more and let the tag be a bit off that off that half mm-hmm. back possibly, um, mm-hmm. which – Somehow has moved Scrimshaw to um to the to the to the sub rule considering how how good he is. The interesting thing, I, I think it was Damien Barrett. I saw recently he came out on on uh, Footy Classified or whichever football show he's on. Maybe it's just called the Footy Show. Um, and said what Hawthorne doing right now is a different form of tanking by trading what? Tom Mitchell, by trading Jack Gunston, by trading Yago Mira. It's mm-hmm. a form of a format. Now I call that clickbait media, which I think is extremely disappointing from him because I normally love him stuff. I apologize if it's not Damien Barrett. It's one of them. Um, and at least Jimmy Bartell, and now there's a Geelong Hawthorne rivalry there. Jimmy Bartell came to the defense and said, if you can get value for those trades, what they're doing is absolutely fine. They're not coming out and trying to lose. They've just rebuilt their list and uh, came to the defense. What's your thoughts? Surely a player manager can make a, a list review and make a trade. 
Yeah, I I can see both sides. I don't really rate the fact that it's left Hawthorne a bit young through the midfield. Like you see any good any good teams and like there's times throughout the year where any good team it sort of happens where things turn to shit. Like we saw Melbourne tonight and they sort of fell away and they had to rely on their senior members. Like there was a there was a passage of play there where Oliver, Petraka, they're standing there on the sidelines, waving their hands. They've been off for 10 minutes, trying to get back on the ground so they can influence the contest. They're, they're the senior players of the Melbourne midfield. They're the ones you want in there. For Hawthorne, we saw last week against Essendon, and me being an Essendon supporter, it's hard not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but I don't think that we're a top eight side. When things started to roll Essendon's way, Hawthorne didn't have that, that senior player to go in there and just get a couple of hard balls to clog it up and sort of turn the tide a little bit. So I don't, I don't like that they've traded all their senior players to expose the younger players to this sort of, um, you know, momentum swing or in some cases, like if that wasn't Essendon and it was Melbourne or Brisbane on a good day, that could be 100, 120 points. So I was just watching Angus Brayshaw get a nice contested possession there and a clean handball out. Very nice there. Oh, seven, minutes, seven minutes to go. Um, they're still up by 30-odd points um, yeah. in a safe spot. It's interesting yeah. to see the scores, though. One person that I want to bring to to your attention as I just settle my mic down, um, Will Ashcroft. To the 484 people who traded out Will Ashcroft after round one, silly. silly. Are they going to trade him back in? <laughs> He's still... He's on 104 at the moment. He's all class. I, I, I just can't believe 484 people traded him out. Surely, like it's just it just mind boggles me. Like, look, we have made some gutsy calls on on our teams and made some changes and done some things, but that guy can play. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw this out to you then. Um, if you're looking already, if you're looking already to next week, let's talk about your trades. What are you doing for your trades this week? And then who are you already thinking that's possibly going to be next week, regardless of what goes on? Yeah, okay. So already pulled one trade. Cunnington's gone. Horn Francis is in. Same as me. I'll be doing the same. Yep. Yep. And I'll just get into my team so I'm not um, pulling the wool over anyone's eyes. I can't even remember who I've traded out, but I've bought in Tom Green. Uh, Tom, oh, Tom Green? Who have you been? Yes. I want to know I had who two, I had 200000 left over, though, so I had a lot of money in the bank. Okay. Yeah. So you can't work no, out Brune, who you've no, done the Brune, upgrade I, for. I got, no, I got rid of Brune. You got rid of who? Um, Brune from um, Geelong. Oh, I got yeah, Tanner Brune. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Brune, I sorry. did the hold for him for one more week. I listened to the people. I listened to the people in our Molten chat. It was a uh, a strong word to hold. I did a vote out on Twitter. It was a 60-40 hold. And yeah. I was already feeling hold, so I, I went with it as well. I think he's just lost. I think Chris Scott's playing him in the wrong role. He looks lost on the field. He is a inside midfielder or just a center clearance midfielder. Um, and if you're not going to play in there, don't play him anywhere else because he just looks lost. He, like yeah. you literally, I'm literally watching a screen looking for number four, and I don't even see him on my... 82 inch bloody screen he's not there he's just where is he yeah and i feel for the guy because i think i actually think he looks quite classy with ball in hand so mate i'm gonna ask you then so i'm i'm looking at my trades i don't want to rush anything i definitely don't want to force anything i think cunnington for um cunnington for horn francis is my lock Mm -hmm. um unless unless someone does amazing like at the moment i've got um who have i got like that all um all uh Orland on my bench for he's my emergency in the midfield. Unless he does something amazing, I'm going to trade Kelly. Now it's more likely going to be Canelio or Green. Um, I've had a lot of people lean towards Canelio as being the option, and then being able to put him forward, which I don't mind the call. Um, and my must-have that's either this week or next week has to be. Has to be Sheasel. So has to be Sheasel coming yeah. in. Do I do I risk that now or or do I do that? Do I just wait till next week? Yeah, that's right. Because I've got Fergus Green who, look, I rate Fergus Green and what he's going to do, but um, I think a, a Sheasel for me locks away that F6 spot um, and I'm good, mm-hmm. to, I'm good to move on. 
and then yep. I'll work out Tanner. I'll work out Tanner Bruin next year, uh, next week, which I might actually mm-hmm. even be able to go like a Golden or or something like that, if need be. You know who's so got um, a few. Yeah, you as go. a Ford, as a Ford rookie, I was watching tonight. That uh, K Chandler from Melbourne, he looks like he's got his spot cemented in that forward line there. Yeah, I reckon that might have to be a next week <laughs> move too. Next week, I feel like next week is very much me. I, I hope to not have to do any sideways unless you know Brayshaw or Dale really look horrendous, and I've got to make that move to someone else. But I'm really hoping next week I just solidify my solidify my rookies. If I'm looking at yeah. if I'm looking at my orders, it's solidify rookies. Any sideway moves to get things right, and then you sort of go from there. But for me, it's 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 all about the cash cows in the middle and getting at the top. But mate, we've had a few. Oh, look at that! I've got to throw it up there because you have just made the call. I don't know if you've got the footy on the background of your house. I do. People can probably see it on my glasses up here. So okay. on call, on call. Jake Skidmore's just said, Mick Dell, oh. did you see that? And what it is is Chandler's just slotted one straight through. So. There you go. Shout out. We've got a few people, we've got a few people jumping on now and asking a few questions. So maybe I'll pop a couple of them up while we're here. Yeah, cool. Um, cool. we're here to answer questions, guys. Throw yeah. them in. A big um, shout out to Skitty Toe. He's a he's a big North Melbourne man. Um, and just, just a, a lovely, he's just a great man. He's a great he's man. He's a lovely fella. So Jake yeah. Skidmore, good on you for jumping in, brother. We'll throw we'll throw one more of his questions in here. We'll throw one more. So good day, legends. She's will surely a must in all teams. Also, what are your thoughts on Rowan Marshall? One bad game. Should we look elsewhere? Can I take this one? I think I just touched on it a little bit. I think I think she's also a must have in. Um, for me, I'm actually I've got to chase a bit of tail. So I actually might just bring him in this week for Fergus Green, knowing that I think he's going to score a bigger score and I need to start catching up some points. Um, especially after Cripper had a bit of a not terrible, it was 99, but a bit of a quieter one. Um, yeah. So that's made me possibly pull the trigger this week and bring in Sheasel for green. Um, Marshall, no, nah, hold, hold. I Definitely. think we talked about him in our must-haves. I think he sat at number one. Um, look, we're gonna. I'm going to watch it closely and see how the St Kilda structure really works. Um, let's be clear. Let's be very clear here. Ross Lyon created a game plan to beat Fremantle and he pulled it off with success. So maybe we'll see an actual slightly different true St Kilda game plan this week. We'll see how Ro- uh, Raul Marshall goes. Your thoughts? Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah, I think Raul Marshall's a keeper for sure. You, and another regular, it. another regular, Mr. Hammond. Is it Hammond or Haymond? <laughs> it's Do Hammond, you know? but we'll call him Haymond. Do you call him Haymond? No. No, I, I call him Dr. Hamo. <laughs> I like it. Mate, yeah, I, used to get yeah. so ner- I used to get so nervous when I was like in a starting five with him on 2K. I was like, oh, mate, if I, if I miss two shots, he's I, just going to slag me off to what, everybody. From, from where he's come from to now, he's now one of the best point guards in Australia when it comes to 2K. Oh, he uh, can play. He's oh, a lit- that's why I was nervous because he's good. Yeah, he's taken it to the next level. Him, so Ryan and Anthony, my brother, and a couple of other guys, they just won the last uh, one-day tournament, the Australasian tournament, and they won themselves $650. (laughs) So congratulations to those guys. He's just ridden off nuts. He loves it. He loves it. I I don't like giving him compliments because he'll bloody ride it till the cows come home, but he is a good player, and that's why I was nervous. And I knew I was about number 52 on your guys' list in case somebody else wasn't playing. It was the only way I got a game, but always want to do. But he's talking about Clary. Let's get back to Supercoach yeah. here. We're getting a few people jumping on. We're, we were going to make this short and sharp, but I feel like you and me are just happy to have a chat. And if people want to come and jump on live, come and yeah, have a chat sure. with us. Uh, Clary's 126 VC. Now you talked about 125 being your your benchmark to keep a VC. Are you yep. keeping the 126? Look, the game's yeah, not over, but are you yep, keeping that, mate? It's guaranteed. Yeah, I'd, I'd take that every day of the week. Yep, because you, you just you don't know. Like you know, you've got a Maxi Gorn who you'd anticipate going 140, 150, and two minutes into the game, and then you miss out on 250 points. So 125's always been my cutoff. If they go over it, it's done. So. I'm taking that. If anybody, if anybody uh, we've got a few more people jumping on. I'm asking. I'm going to give another shout out to this product. If you're looking at what what is this here, it's not my it's not my like little son's fruit box sort of thing sitting here. It is the standard squeeze. This is the bottle that we've been sent out that comes a part of our pack. This is the smallest of the lot. There's four. It squeezes. All you got to do is a little squeeze, and you can see that small chamber filling up. 
it's perfect. So my spirits are just pouring into that perfect pour. In it goes into my perfect four-in-one cup, and it's amazing. And it's uh, it's putting me in a great spot with the perfect pour. I'm not going to lie. So the blokes that stand at Squeeze, get around them with your Molten 15 code. We'll give a huge shout-out. Obviously, Snap Fitness as well. Epson and Bendigo, the crew out there. Make sure if you go and need all your fitness needs, jump out of Snap Fitness 24-7 in Epson and Bendigo. If you've got kids, they've got daycare. They'll take care of your kids in the crash. I know Mickey Dell's glutes are looking phenomenal after one oh. Pilates class. Oh, mate. I'm still walking around like a baby giraffe. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it, is, it was a good class. I was meant to go on Friday, but Mark had a couple of sickies, so he had to go and look after the other store at Bendigo. So it was it was just convenient that I missed out. But I booked in for next Friday already, and another one of our mates, Dylan Holzer, who's down at Castle Main. G'day, Dick Arms, if you're watching, mate. Uh, we're going to all go together and uh, yeah, have a crack, try and get some more blokes involved. Right to the viewers we have in here, I'm like I'm loving it, and Mick, I'm just going to give you a quick shout. Maybe turn the game on. There's a minute. 30 to go and the D's are only down by two goals and they're about to go inside 50 and Clary's about to have a shot. Oh no, he's centering it. They were down. I feel like, I feel like our podcast is going to turn into a bit of commentary here. Always oh, giving it off. Ben Brown's giving a handball. Out to Viney's having a shot. Oh, he's giving it off. Oh dear. He should have had that, he, he was too, too unselfish there. Oh, Neil Bullen. Ah, oh, they're out now. They're out now. One minute. Wow. They should, if they, they score now, should, though, tell you what, they nearly shot, shit the bed. My God, is that a point? Oh, that's Oliver up to out, out of bounds is even better. Wow. Oliver, so everybody watching, if you if you've just given up on the game, don't. Because if anybody could do something crazy here, it's it's Melbourne. But we love that you're in here listening. Put some questions in the comments, guys. We'll we'll make sure we get to those questions, and then um, if we don't get much more, we'll we'll sign off soon. This has turned into one of those, like, it sounds like we're doing, like, a card break or something. We're just, like, chatting with anybody who, like, comes in. Yeah, Brisbane have cleared it out now. Yeah. i tell you what, what's your thoughts on, because it looks like this game's over now. There's only 35 seconds left. What's your yeah. thoughts on Brody Grundy? Disappointing. He, look, he looked like he was struggling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's pushed He's pushed up to a 76 score in the end, but he's, he's played the whole game. game he, he's played the whole game. Yeah. yeah he just He just... Look, maybe he's got to learn the system there a little bit more, but surely he's a ruckman of his caliber. Oh, yeah, oh great tackle. Charlie Cameron. He's just, quick, hey. He's, he's very so fast. quick. Yeah. I've always wished I could play one game of like amateur football with like, oh, Fritz. Nah, the siren's about to go. He's kicked it, but oh, he's missed it. Missed it on the siren. Well done, Brisbane. Good effort. Are we annoyed at coming back, but here's what it is. It'll be, a, it'll be a massive talking point, won't it? Because look at what happened to Brisbane, you know, going oh. off, coming back on, 40 points up and winning by 11 mm-hmm. with 12 minutes to go. I mean, that's that's that could have been really interesting. But, um, yeah, Brody, Brody Grundy, thoughts? Yeah, I'm, I'm not picking him anytime soon. He looks sloppy. He look, just looks underdone. Yeah. Mm. What do you reckon people will do now? Because obviously his break-even's not going to be there. Like he'll lose cash next week, no doubt, with the change. Yep. But obviously now, if the, if it if it comes out that Gorn's out for eight weeks, surely people will be looking at it. Do you you know? Do you look at a? Let's go back to a Dwayne Delminico who comes in and goes, look, I took that chance on someone. He took the chance on Rowan Marshall before he even was you know price change and things like that. Started averaging one twenty. Do you look at someone like that and go, yes, he's going to go down in cash? but I, he's a chance to maybe get me some massive points as the sole ruckman of Melbourne? Not him, no. Okay. No, he just – he looks too too underdone for me. And I'm just – I'm looking at a little a smoky here. Petraka's priced at, at north of 600. And last week, 97. This week, 98. Who's going to drop in price? He might be good to bring yeah. in in a couple of weeks. Yeah, he was my one. I was an interesting one that I said a few people sleeping on. I'm I'm glad I've yeah. taken – I was tossing and turning over him or Crippers. I'm glad I've taken Crippers. Crippers has been a bit yeah. stronger than he has and and looks a good. I mean, Crippers has single-handedly held the midfield this week and still walked away with 99. And he had yeah. – um, they put uh, – who did they put to him straight away? They put um, – oh, they put Blick Bass on him straight away. 
And it was interesting. They took Blickfast off him in the third quarter. I think he had something like 12 touches in the third quarter. Uh-huh. So I think they put him straight back on him. But uh, yeah. yeah, interesting. All right, mate. Well, yeah, when we're final... looking at um, other yeah, C options just for the weekend, I'm just going to roll off a few more. Yeah, so go. Let's go down to let's go down to GWS as well. So that's the last game yeah. of the the round versus West Coast. So a lot yeah. of people holding out to that point. A lot of people having confidence in the Canelios and the Greens. Mm-hmm. Is that where you're lining up as well? Like if you were to yeah, be, sure. like, let's say, I know your Doherty didn't come through. So let's say Bont doesn't come through. I, I hope he does for you. But if he doesn't, where a lot of people might throw the VC, if you come to the last round, last day, last game. Who are you picking, Green or Canelio, to get you your captaincy? Yeah, I'm probably picking Canelio. Last time round, he had 140 against West Coast. Green had 123. Yep. Uh, I think I think both will score pretty well. Uh, even the Essendon Gold Coast game. So uh, Redmond, the last two times he's played, 152, 111. Merritt, 136, 107. Ridley, 101, 108. Parrish, 112. Took Miller, 110, 103. Witz has been a perennial bad scorer against Essendon. Average is 78. Uh, so I'm not touching that game. You're really just looking at your Western Bulldogs players. At a stretch, if you've got Sinclair or Steele from St Kilda, they've both scored uh, 117, 99 for Steele and then 133 each the last time they played. Yep. So you're looking there. In the Adelaide-Richmond game, like on previous history, you're probably looking at Riley O'Brien as a, a VC option, given he had got his 147 last time. The Frio game, Darcy, Sarong, Brayshaw, the back line doesn't really score well against North. Zeeble could be in for a big day and LDU, you know, like Brayshaw, Sarong, the new midfield at Fremantle, they're not really that big. He could mm-hmm. have a really good contested ball game there. So if you've got him, uh, Sydney, Hawthorne, without Buddy Franklin, Sicily could go huge here because they're just they're going to try and pepper that Logan McDonald. Is that his name down there? Yeah, Logan McDonald, WA boy. Yep. Yeah, Logan and uh, Hayden McLean. So if he can play off them and take however many contested marks or intercept marks, he could be in for a big day as well. So. There's, there's a couple of options there, guys. I wouldn't touch the Collingwood-Port Adelaide game. I went back and had a look through it, and there's a, there's a lot of inconsistencies there. And, like, I believe Burton's going to go to Dacos. Um, yep. the, the most consistent one there is Ollie Wines. The last three games they've played, he's gotten over 100 three times in a row. But even, like, Connor Rosie scored a 38. So you, you just don't know. It's going to be a lot of people scrambling for some loopholes out there if they don't have them because uh... – Hammond's let us know that Clary's ended up. I think he's written 136. I think Clary's ended up with 134, but same, same, but different. Um, yeah, there's yeah. going to be a few people help out there pretty happy, I reckon. I reckon there would have been quite a few. Uh, there would have been quite a few uh, VC to Clary tonight. So they'll be pretty happy with that score, considering Just, he started yeah. a, a little bit quiet. But um, well, Jay Skidmore, and this is a good little shout-out. Skiddy's, Skiddy's getting involved. I reckon he's had a few standard squeezes himself at home, and I, I like <laughs> it. Uh, Logan McDonald for two-plus. Yeah. Uh, Hayden McLean for two-plus. If I'm right, I want to squeeze. Is that, is that out there enough? Is that out? Mm. Oh, I'll tell you what, you might get it. But remember, if you want to win our standard squeeze or our big squeeze, what are, oh, you're better at this. What are you, The big squeeze? The squeezer of the week. Squeezer of the week. Squeezer of the week. Yeah. Thanks, mate. This is why you're here, is to keep me keep me in line and keep. I'm meant yeah. to be the one hosting the damn thing. Uh, for squeezer of the week, you got to send in what you think is a bit outlandish and a bit out there. Whatever's the most outlandish, but also gets close to it or or gets it, uh, we'll pick our squeezer of the week. Last week we gave it to our top <laughs> of the league, uh, mm. Mr. Aaron out there with the FB United. Um, leading our league, which you've got still time to jump in and join our league. The code there at the bottom. Um, we'll put that in, Skitty. We'll put that in. Logan McDonald, two plus. Hayden McLean, two plus. I tell you what, picking two plus against Hawthorne isn't 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 a massive stretch. But uh, maybe Sicily yeah. and uh, and the old Sam Frost will have something to say about that. I did I did read somewhere today, Rob, that Hawthorne have won seven of their last nine in Sydney too. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Have we not played there since like 2015 or something? Or <laughs> Not sure, but the Hawthorne have got a good record up there. Jake Skidmore's thrown out, mate. He said he said he either wants to squeeze uh, the standard squeeze pack or he wants a little bit of a squeeze from Mickey Dell. I'll give him a squeeze. <laughs> He's a good man. He's a good man. Mate, I think that might be it for us. Um, yep. Thanks for everyone who's jumped online. Unless anybody wants to throw through a couple more questions. I feel like I could just sit here and chat to you for hours, but then I forget mm. we're actually doing a bit of a pod and people are there live with us. But honestly, there's been so much feedback on Twitter. I've really enjoyed it. Um, look, there's another question coming through. I'll put it up in a second. But to everyone yep. who's getting on board with us, there's our Twitter handles below. Um I'm surprised. I'm I'm surprised he hasn't come on. Surely, surely he's listening. And I expected I expected a question uh, from him. Where I want to give two shout outs. Two shout outs that I want to go to right now. Yeah. One of them's to Phil. So Phil Unfielded, who was sitting second in our league. Great chat. Great banter. Guy knows his stuff. Sitting in a really good mm. spot. Um, subscribed and got along with us. Um, and another mate, uh, Nick. He's he's just at Nick R. He's gone on and absolutely done a fantastic design for me today on Twitter um, and Instagram with a playing with our logo and stuff like that. Unbelievable yeah. bloke who just wanted to give a shout out and help to everyone who's just putting great fantasy content out there. Um, yeah, obviously he meant to get your handle and not mine, Mick. But uh, yeah, obviously he was pretty happy with what we're throwing out there. So to to add Nick R and at filtered at Phil yeah, unfiltered sure. guys. Love your support. It honestly makes us feel really good about what we're doing and just we love what we're doing and we have a bit of a laugh with everyone. But so thank you. And um, any way we can support you, let us know. Well, the uh, group code down here for our unlimited. Oh, I'll move um, it out the way first. No, that's okay. The group code for the Supercoach Unlimited, 237113. So you went to that league. It doesn't matter whether you weren't in last week. If you're in this week and you get the top score, you win a standard squeeze pack. So that's roughly about $100 worth of gear that you'll win from us uh, thanks to the guys at Standard Squeeze. So all you need to do, it's free of charge, enter the league, get the top score, the prize is yours. Two comments to finish. We'll go one, which is a bit of a cheeky one, and then we'll go one that's a genuine one. So Hammond's obviously got me in head-to-head, I assume, because, hey, Rob, look at the head-to-head if you want to cry. I know he's got he's got Clary as VC, so I'm backing in Rory Laird to come out with a 150-plus and absolutely yeah. smoke you. Yeah. Um, Hammond, have you got Doherty? Write me a message. I hope you have Doherty, because if you don't have Doherty, then I probably will cry, but we'll have a look. I'll have a little sneaky look at the head-to-heads. I try not to be on my phone too much in this podcast, but... Yeah, that's okay. That's what okay. I'm okay with that. I'm in. I'm in fix it mode. I'm in fix it mode. I'm going to come strong. Oh, he's got Sicily and Dawson. Oh, he doesn't have Doherty. You're kidding me. Oh, you shit. are kidding me. <laughs> okay, it's going to be a tough week at the uh, Supercoach Hawkehouse. I'll tell you that for sure. Um, and one last one here. Thanks for listening, um, Ross Laws. Hey guys, eleven percent of owners. I think there's actually thirteen percent of Gorn owners out there. If I looked last, deja vu. Uh, Stuart last week. What a start to the season. Hopefully that's not you, Ross. Hopefully you don't have both. That's an absolutely shocker to the season, mate. Um, really intrigued to see what move you did with Stuart. Did you go to sort of like a Ridley and a Dacos or did you sort of move across to a, a Dawson or a Sicily? Uh, really intrigued to see what people did there because it's very easy to quickly just go to the, to the bigger score. Um, and Gorn is a crusher because I tell you what, 
it was a ballsy pick to take Gorn with the idea of what was happening with him and him and Grundy. Um, so I give you credit to do it. So, and he's just written in, he's, he's taken take off. So mate, Ross, if you've only just joined the, joined the chat um, again, I can see why you've taken the day cost. Mickey threw up a great point at the start of this chat, which was we're a little bit nervous that uh, that Burton might go back to him again. Uh, Burton played on him last time. Did you have day cost a score last time Burton was on him, mate? Yeah, 77. Yeah, 77. So, look, I would think Burton will go to him again, but hopefully day cost has learned things. He's a year older, he's a year wiser, and he's a gun. So I'm sure they'll have some tactics on how they free him up. It was a really interesting move, wasn't it, by um, by the co- uh, by McRae to name it the Ford Pocket. I'm pretty sure Nick Dacos ain't lining up in the Ford Pocket. So that's just yeah. fun and games, yeah, yeah. Oh, we got we got some more people, mate. I'm going to stay on. If people are going to make comments, I'm going to yeah, stay absolutely. on. Absolutely, let's roll absolutely. through. Absolutely. So Skits Fitz, who's a, a regular listener, um, I I actually thought for a second this was Jake Skidmore. I thought it was like a different tag. So I want I'm intrigued on who Skits Fitz is, but he's been a, a big listener and he any comments alone. Do you yeah. know Skits Fitz? I, I don't, but I do rate his stuff that he writes to us on uh, social yeah. media. So shout I out agree. to him. Love your work, mate. Put in the chat. Who are your four Brisbane boys that lost momentum? I'd, I'd love to see who they were because uh, a lot of them did score well. Like I had Wilmot and I thought after his start he'd go better, but he still he finished off with about a 70. And mind you guys, the the scaling, I believe, hasn't happened yet. So I'm not sure how close they are to the 2700. Mm. Yeah. No, I'm not. The scaling definitely hasn't happened yet. Um, I reckon the... Um, the app's gone a little bit kaput at the moment. I can't get the final scores from the from the game day, but that's all right. Um, yeah. I'll, he's I'll... um, our, uh, yeah. I, you've got to think he's gone. Who's his four? I'm going to go Wilmont, Ashcroft, McKenna, Neil. Oh, there you go. And oh no, so Neil Dunkley, McKenna, and Ashcroft. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Oh, so no Wilmont. So no Wilmont. Interesting. Yep. Um, because there's so many options. There's so many options at the Lions this year. <laughs> Um, well done on McKenna. McKenna had a really good first round. Um, that was a great pick. 77 today too for McKenna. Yeah. And um, Ross Laws makes a good point. 70. You get, yeah. I love the wit of these people. They're, they're switched on yeah. and they're smart. So as he said, he goes, if uh, if Dacos sort of gets a 77 again, uh, 77 is still better than Doherty's 73. It's a great oh. call. It's a great call. It's a fantastic call. I love that. Well done. Lend, lend me one of your trades, Ross. Oh mate, I need I need someone's 30, 32. Send them all to me. That'll be oh, great. Um, we're getting a few coming through. Let's have a little look. What did McGregor yeah, call? Oh, here we go. I've got it here. So from uh, Hammond sent through. What did McGregor score? McGregor ended up with seventy seven. Um, and, and I know he's making the joke, which is McGregor, and he means McKenna. Um, yeah. he scored seventy seven. Yeah, again, yeah. I'll take that. After the score he got last week and this week, he's he's going up for cash. I think he's one of the guys that I'm probably going to bring in next week just from his mm-hmm. cash cow ability and showing that he still knows how to score. Sure. Um, Wilmot ended up with 68. Brayshaw at least got me up to 88. Still not good enough. I'm going to have to have a good look at that next week. Um, Ashcroft ended up with 105. Dunkley with 116, which is going to be that tricky call for people. Is that VC? Mm-hmm. Um Weird Neil, Neil 99, again, sort of like Crippers, that 99. You're going to want more from Neil, but you'll take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's have a look. Here we go. You'll like this one, Mickey Dell. I'll let you have this one, mate. Sam Durham. Oh, Johnny LaBosco. Over 100 again. Johnny. Uh, I hope so, mate. I, I hope you're an Essendon boy, Johnny. But, um, yeah, against Gold Coast, it could very well happen. He plays that wing role really, really well. He's a hard runner. He's hard at it. He's one of our more aggressive type of players. So he'll be on one wing, and I dare say the uh, Nick Mart will be on the other wing when he's not rotating through the middle. Uh, there's a big chance Eston could be 2-0 and and, again, sitting on top of the ladder after Gold Coast this week. And he's a Melbourne boy, so, yeah, just lost a little bit there, but that's fine. I wouldn't – mate, Johnny, Johnny uh, we, if you've just joined the chat, welcome – um, I wouldn't worry about it too much. I said at the start, you you still got Stephen May to come back. You lost Gorn at the start of the game. Um, Salem's going to Salem's come back. They'll they'll be the team that nobody wants come finals time. I guarantee yeah. it. And yeah. Brisbane are good at Brisbane, and they had to bounce back after their performance last week. It was always going to be a danger game. 
I'm mad at myself that I didn't tip him because I was going to tip him all day, every day um, for a bit of a bounce back like this, but I'm really mad I didn't. But, um, yeah, it was always a chance. Johnny's probably just spewing that the lights didn't go out 10 minutes earlier because if it did, Melbourne probably would have won. Wow. Yeah. Mm. I think you saw um, – what's his name? The coach was having a big chat with him afterwards. Um, maybe – I'll be intrigued to see what he's saying because maybe obviously it showed a bit of ticker once they came back out. I love when people just keep chatting with this. I love it. Yeah, a few big outs. Yeah, there, the power. yeah there you go. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it, mate. Honestly, one person told me, so I do I do a tennis broadcast. I get on and, and broadcast. We do the, the state Premier League over here, and I get on a broadcast. Now and then I have to jump on 91.3 Sport FM over here as well. Someone told me uh, there's less people listening than you think, and there's more people listening than you think. And it was one of the best things I heard from a guy broadcasting. He broadcasted for a long time. It's so true. There's... There are a lot less than you think that there are, but you'll be shocked on how many are actually listening as well. So it's just a, it's a really interesting quote. I just love how these people come out of nowhere, jump on board, have a listen, um, and guide us to wherever where this conversation can go. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, so to, to Johnny, were you in? Uh, he's probably in Melbourne. Boy. I'm looking forward. I'm coming over. I'm going, is anyone, I'd love to know if anyone online is going to gather around. I'm going to gather around. I can't wait. That's in Adelaide, isn't it? Yeah, I can't wait to go to Gather Round. Um, I'm actually so stoked by the concept. I think it's going to be unbelievable. I've got myself Mm -hmm. a room at the Adelaide Oval Hotel, which I didn't even know existed until I looked it up. There's an oval. There's a hotel right there at the Oval. Mate, you couldn't – I feel like I'm like a 12-year-old schoolboy. I'm so excited to just – some people are like, are you not going to be footied out? I'm like, there's no such thing. There's no such thing as being footied out, especially if I'm right there. If you had to tell me I had to travel like 30 minutes back and forth each way, I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped. Yeah. Uh, what have we got? Oh, yeah, Skits Fits. Oh, yeah, I reckon, he, I reckon he's had the 40 on. Can you see, do you get to see the comments? Can you see like, the comments? Yeah. I've actually never seen the studio from your side because obviously I come in on a different yeah. way. Mr. Delaney and Mr. Skidmore, I'm, I'm not putting them up. Oh, I don't mind ants. My, my shout, well, no, actually my dad shouted me. So that's <laughs> uh, the standard squeeze and snap fitness don't actually pay us enough, mate, until we actually actually make some money from this podcast. It's it's definitely the old man shout. Um, and uh, and Skitty, and Skitty will we'll keep that one out. Um, yeah. Oh, here we go. Let, no, let's, ha- let's have some genuine chat. We don't hide away from any – oh, that was the wrong one. Cheers, Ant. Not my shout. Just means there's a few more comments coming in. Uh, what are your super score, uh, super coach round one rankings? Yeah, I sputtered at 50k, mate. We both, we both sputtered yeah. as well, mate. We were, we both, um, we took we a couple of big lead. chances, a couple yeah, of our had... chances came through. Ben Cunnington mm-hmm. was the one that really let us down. We made a few moves for Ben Cunnington, we both convinced each other to put him in. Mm-hmm. Um, we both went Tanner Bruin. Um, I was happy with Liberatore and uh, Crippers, both went well, and they were kind of my PODs in the midfield, but. Bailey Dale really let me down in the back line. So, no, only scored high high 18s for me. I've got a long way, a long way to come back, but I think it's very fixable. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I had I had Laird. He only scored 50. And then I had the likes of Isaac Cumming, yeah, yeah, uh, Callum right. Mills, all these sorts of players that just didn't score well. So I think it was like 1870, I think I scored. Um, yeah, and... Like, you have a look at the list. Even, like, Bontempelli was my highest-scoring midfielder, and he was 110, I think he might have got. So, yeah, yeah I'm, not hating, I'm not hating it, though. I like as, as much as I would have loved to go on, cool, played it safe, got the score, and the safe team got the score this time. But we said many times on this pod, you don't, get the, you don't get the biscuit without taking a little bit of risk it. Um, and we sort of went a little bit of risk. And we've got to, you've got to suffer that and you've got to ride that and we'll, uh, we'll see how we come back and we'll try and fix it. Doesn't mean we can't chat footy. Doesn't mean we can't come on and have a bit of a laugh. Um, who else we got here? I've seen a lot of questions coming in. Jay Skidmore still, still popping along. Um, who finishes higher, LDU or Laird? Surely Laird still finishes higher, doesn't he? I'm I mean, sure. you were big raps for him last week, uh, LDU. And I, I don't not rate him, but surely Laird gets a higher score. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to know whether um, Skitty means for the year or for just this round. But, yeah, I, th- I think Laird, but just. 
I think if if LDU adds some polish to his game and can hit his targets when he does break out of those packs, then he could be that next danger field and that big point scorer week in, week out. But until he cleans up his possession, he's still going to be a bit up and down. Ross makes a really good point, and he's answering back to what we're saying about the um, the you know a lot less experienced coaches lucked in, and absolutely they did. You know we've got we've got the NRL boys. So anyone else who listens along to Molten Fantasy Sport podcast, we have NBA done by Maddie Garrett. We've got uh, NRL done by um, Nath Brain and Maddie O'Brien who do a fantastic job. But Matt Ryan and Nathan Brain, who know absolutely nothing about football, have both smoked us. Let's be honest. We built both their bloody teams as well. Mm-hmm. They've, they went the high percentage owners, and that ended up being the way to start. That ended up being the way to start. And all credit to them. But I tell you what, I'm doing everything to catch them because there's no way I'm letting them beat me. I've got to find a way. I've got to find a way to recover it. So you're right. A lot of less experience. Definitely co- uh, coaches lucked in. They do keep sending us messages on fixing their team week by week. There's going to come a point where I might actually go, no, nah, stuff you, sort it out yourself because I don't want to lose to them. I don't know. What's your thoughts there, Del? Yeah, I've just got to let them go. Just let them go to the wolves and work it out, boys. But, yeah, no, I'm, I'm confident this week with the team that we'll bounce back. We'll be north of, you know, your 2000s, 2100s. Yeah. I see um, Ryan makes a good point in the chat uh, to start, uh, oh. Philippu or Davey versus the Gold Coast. I just saw Poo and just walked straight past it. Yes. I thought it was Hammond just talking nonsense but, in there. Start Poo or Davey versus GC. Yeah. That, that's that's good because do Gold Coast have a good lockdown small defender? Not really. I like you know, the ins and out. I like the ins and outs Gold Coast have done this week, though. Yeah. I do like I, you, you and me from podcast day one. So when we revealed our first teams, Connor Blakely was sitting on my on my bench mm-hmm. as a mature age over from the West. I think he'll yeah. he'll go all right. Um, and Lockie, yeah, I don't know. Is he in? He's in. They brought him in. Yeah, I'm pretty mm. sure. I'm pretty sure. I haven't. It might have been an extended bench when I first saw it. I'm just having a yeah. look. But you keep you keep going. They're playing at. They're playing at um, Eddie Had. So, oh no, maybe he's not in that. Lockie Weller's back in. Lockie Weller's back in. They've named um, Connor Blakely is an emergency, so he's a good every chance to get the uh, get the. They've got they've got Chol as their emergency as well. That's interesting. Yeah, dropped him. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, with that question, long story short, mm. I'm starting Philippou. Yeah, I would I would start Philippou over him as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I like Davey. I think he's I, I don't know if he's ever someone you're gonna bring onto your field to be a genuine confidence in the starting kind of position, but he's he's the guy that you probably give the emergency to and he's every chance to sort of get you a bit of a score, mm-hmm. but he's the second last game of the yeah. uh second last game of the week, this one. Yeah. Um Poo versus, Poo versus the doggies though. Like I get the point, but Doggies, That's doggies, fine. people get touches against the doggies. Doggies play a fast brand of footy. They don't lock down at all. You might get beat by 20 but twenty or 30, but they still find a way to get points from the other team. And I'm not sold on the doggies yet. I love them. Like, I really rate their list, but they're underperforming the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, they've, got to, they've got to find a way this week. They went too top heavy. They went and grabbed the guy in Rory Lobb who, oh, I just think he's terrible. He's already out. I don't know he's out, but he's terrible. Mm. Um, yeah, they went too tall. They went too tall. The tall forward line does not work in the modern day game. No, but it is at Eddie Had mm. under the roof. So it, it could play to their advantage this round, especially with St. Kilda having a lot of tools out with injury. Oh, I'm backing the doggies to win. Like they need yeah. to win. If they don't win this game, like they're gonna start looking at their structure or their, you know, yeah. even a lot of doggies fans start questioning um the coach's tactics and think he tries to do he tries to make it too difficult. Like it's just it seems like there's too much going on. Like tries to throw too many spanners and change things up. Mm-hmm. I was like, who was I talking to? Someone was telling me, um, who was it? Oh, actually, I won't name the name. There's a player who used to play at Brisbane, doesn't anymore. And um, and Vossi was the coach. And when Vossi's first year of coaching, he what he did was he actually he started talking about zones. He put he put it was about twenty zones on a field. And it was all about how many zones that the players can run in and touch. So it's all about getting around the ground and getting to the zones. But all these players were just so confused trying to run to all these different zones and show they could move it. But they weren't really talking about how they're actually getting the footy. 
they just said it was the most confusing game plan they've ever seen. And I think it took him a little while to get out of the system, go and see somebody else. And I think now he's sort of starting to starting to do his thing, which is which is great to see. We want to see the legends of the game be in the game. So yeah. Mm. Oh, skits, fits. What, what's I, I want to know? I actually want to know your tone with this, Rory Lobb. Rory Lobb, Boomer. Do you know this one? Have I have I well, not understood this? I'm gonna have to Google it. I've got no no idea. Sorry. Is no. it a lookalike? Is it a comparison? Is it a mate? Are we showing our age here, mate? Or I, I would have said that there's a um, bit of um, Justin Bieber about him at the moment with that ah. blonde hair. Ah, I'll yeah. tell you what. Yeah. He's off. Is, um, is it the blonde hair kind of, the, of thing? King of the Hill, I reckon. Yeah, King ah, of the Hill. Look alike. I like yeah. it. Spot Very on. good. Yeah. Very good. All right. Uh, did you boys see Dagoe with like 80? Yeah. Nah, you know what? We we brought this one up in your must stay aways. Uh-huh. And look, I'm I'm so against people just jumping down people's throats after one game, one game. You never quit. You never said stay away because he can't play. No. You said stay away because he's got a little bit, you know, he, he can just stuff up with something and ruin his season or get suspended or do something stupid at the club or all those kind of things. You never said he couldn't play because even I questioned it. And I said, oh, I was surprised he's on your list because he's someone that I really looked at heavily this year as mm-hmm. a POD in that midfield. Yeah. Um I, I loved his game. I don't I don't think we're going to ever sit here and say if he's playing that he won't yeah. score well. It's what he does off field that you have to be a little bit concerned about. But mm-hmm. the actual question is, what, what's your thoughts? I mean, the question here is truly, we know Degoe can play, but what's your thoughts on him or Matty Rao, which was great to see him get back yeah. on the scoreboard? Yeah, I, I actually would. I, I like that you've brought this up and I like that Ryan's asked this question. I listened to a, an interview that was done with Dugowie after the game last week, and it, it was a different sounding Dugowie to what he'd been in the past. Like there was, there was no cheek about it. It was just all business. It's like that he's there to to prove a point to his teammates that like his days of messing up are now behind him, and yeah. like it is only he's only one pill or however many beers away from stuffing this up altogether, which is that's the scary part, you know. Doing the gin of them, but to a, a worse extent. But he's he's nearly looking for round three for me. He he just looks yeah. so good, and it looks yeah. like he's got his shit together now. But for Raul, he he's an he, I won't look at bringing him in just because of his injury um, history. But he looked really good last round, almost to the point of when he first came in as a rookie. He was yep. finding the ball well. He was using it well. It looked yep. like he had confidence in his body. So I don't think at the moment you could go wrong either way there. Dugowie's are this year for me. Matt Rouse are next year for me. Yeah. I think yeah. Dugowie's showing that now he's 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 good to go. Um, excuse the pun. Um, Matt Rouse is all class, possible future Brownlow medalist. Um, yeah. But like you said, if I had to, if if someone said who are you bringing in next week, I'd go Dugowie at the moment is where uh-huh. I'm at. Yeah. Who am I? Who am I picking if I'm building a team for next season? Oh, I'm picking Matty Rao. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, beautiful. I think. Oh, mate, yeah. I, I reckon. Yeah. I reckon we call it there. I reckon we call it there. Good chat. Just, we said we'd before, get on today. Before you do have, go, Rossi, I support the Essendon Footy Club. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, Robbie's a Hawthorne man. Ah, sorry. I thought that I felt like they were having their own chat over there. I just kind of let them run with it. I let them run with it. Yeah, no, I'm a Hawks man through and through. Father went for them. Grandfather went for them. It's actually a really cool story. My um, my grandfather moved over from Wagga Wagga to Victoria, but he was a sort of NRL guy and worked the wharfs when he first moved to Victoria before becoming an accountant. And God bless him. They all said, you know, Kennedy, who do you go for in the AFL? And he said, I don't go for anyone. He doesn't know it. And they said, no, nah, you got to pick someone. God bless him and his humility that he went for the team on the bottom of the ladder. He goes, you know what? I'll go for them. He went for the Hawks, picked the Hawks who were sitting on the bottom of the ladder at that time. If he was like every other human in this world, that would have probably just picked who's sitting at the top. Who do you reckon was sitting at the top? Surely Essendon. It, <laughs> it was Collingwood. Ah, shit. Right. God bless you, Barry Kennedy. Rest in peace for your humility of picking the team on the bottom. I thank you so much. 
<laughs> oh, thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. Spits, good night, mate. We appreciate it. Ross, thank you for your approach as well. Love your work. Thank you. Yeah. Guys, this, this is so much more enjoyable when people come on and make some comments. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Facebook. Jump on and subscribe. Listen up to these episodes as we go along. Um, one more shout-out to the Standard Squeeze. Check out their products, Molten 15, if you want to get 15% off. You're going to be seeing me using this a lot more during the uh, during the podcast, and I'm sure Mickey Dell's got his stubby holder sitting there as well. Uh, final words from you, Mick. Final words before I sign yeah. off, mate. Look, yeah, look out for this weekend and a couple of big plays. I'm, I'm tipping Bontempelli, Libba, even O'Brien to go really large, and even Darcy as well. I live and die by the wrist this year, and it's mate. I'm either going to go dead last in Supercoach this year, or I'm going to make a charge. I'm sitting with Rory Laird as my VC, and uh, and then look, if no one scores strong for me, I think I'll have to move Kelly to either Canelio or Green, and I think it's going to be Canelio, and then I'll possibly pick him as my captain if the uh, if the Laird doesn't come through. But cheers to everybody listening along. This has been the Molten Fantasy Sport Podcast. Peace out. See ya.